0: manic mixtape we are back after a hiatus because life sucks <laughs>
1: the per- problem upon problem upon problem upon problem upon issue upon, upon it was joy
0: yeah you you would think that you know the current events going on in each other's lives would inherit you know a nice grunge episode for like depression rock but no we're not gonna go there we're not not doing this that.
1: time we got we got love, uh, hurt, and sting to talk about, and things Damn that make threats. you cry.
0: Yes, and then things <laughs> that are absolutely awesome and uplifting in the same time. Sure. Exactly. So I
1: don't know I where am- that is in this whole thing, but sure. In the concert thing. <laughs> no.
2: The joy no, of the there, concert.
1: Well, part. there's crying there too. We'll talk about. We'll
2: yes, talk but about it's, that. A, it's
0: a different cry. I sure. am your half a host, Foxy Foxy, and. Over there is the me. other host. My other lovely host. Dan. I'm
1: the other half. Just in this part.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: more than yeah, a half, really. You, can, but...
0: you should do the, do, the, do the heart.
1: Do the, do the heart. Oh. Uh, no, I mean, you're on this side for me. My hand, yeah, but I'm on this side for you. So keep oh. your hands. My hands don't do that anymore, Foxy. I can't.
0: Uh, it, it looks broken.
1: Uh, uh, never it's mind.
0: Broken. <laughs> We're broken. people. We,
1: well, that's it. That's it for our show. Yep. I'm tired. <laughs> no, go ahead.
0: All right, so let you know. So let, let's go with the. There's no other way to say it. Go, but um, hmm, those are breakup songs. That's the best way I can describe it because the past couple weeks, there's been mm. a thing.
2: It's mm. been a thing
0: all over mm. the internet. The very talented Taylor Swift has decided to re-record all of her old albums so that she has proper ownership. Because if you live under a rock, um, much like Kesha, uh, a lot of the stuff that Taylor Swift recorded in the early portion of her career, she does not own. The record company and producer own all of her old stuff so evil
2: evil businessmen
0: right so to get back at them she went when time comes i'm re-recording all of my stuff the way i originally intended it to be recorded and not just for a hit or not simply auto tunes to your pleasure etc so she began doing that and within the re recording of her album red i believe a whole slew of things came out once more about why does Taylor Swift always write about her ex-boyfriends i, that, oh,
2: Go I, ahead.
1: I, I I'll take over for a second. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was even a thing until I saw he will re, he will remain nameless because I think he was he didn't really mean harm by it if that makes sense mm-hmm. But um, he he wrote this status update on Facebook. I don't think anybody's been called a status update in a long time. I know, right? Uh, call he he posted an update saying, "I don't understand how anybody could date Taylor Swift ever again after this because she's just gonna sing about it when it breaks up." It was really condescending and crabby. <laughs> Excuse me. What? And um, that's what that. That update did to me it really hurt my face. Um, I didn't get into it, uh, but I just simply replied with a GIF of Phil Collins <laughs> because I
0: replied with so many different GIFs from so many different. Sure, GIFs, but continue.
1: But that's the guy I went with. I went with Phil yeah. because you know Motown, uh, the Beatles, uh, Madonna, uh, anybody else that's ever had love or been loved or have lost love I've written about that love. And it's not always a flattering thing. Um, I don't know how to tell you. I don't, I don't get where people get off. I guess at the very basic level, I was kind of confused as like, well, all breakup songs are about somebody. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? (laughs) What do you mean?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, Phil's first album is literally, face value, amazing album, masterpiece. I'm biased, I know. He's right there. Uh, um, that whole album is about the split with his wife, and a very public, sometimes damning view of his wife from him i mean he's been on record ever since day one that it's it was a take two to tango situation she was very clear that they had tour dates the van genesis had about a year tour date set up because they were they were right on the cusp
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they were like we're going out we're going out we're not coming back and She was very clear and said if you leave i'm not going to be here <laughs> guess who left guess who wasn't there Mm -hmm. so it was one of those things where well there's this whole marriage that we broke you know it was messy but the guy who wrote about it wasn't her it was him Mm -hmm. and in the air tonight is about that that thing about Eminem that's not the the guy actually saw somebody that's a myth that's not real in fact don't anybody argue or gatekeep I just gatekeep you harder it's wrong Um, I missed again all, all, almost 90% of that first album was about that. Uh, and I didn't see, I have never seen one person except his son, Simon, uh, his, her his, her daughter, I mean, her son, you know, the first marriage, the son of the first man, say how it made him feel. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Just sidetracked, just split us say, was I used to be friends with him on Facebook? I used to be because then he went into the 5G death ray thing, and I was like, all right,
2: <laughs> I'm on
1: follow. But, um, and he just got uh, convicted of snorting coke and smoking weed in his car, so that explains a lot. But, um, to, to, at the same time, but anyway, a uh, whole other podcast, HNP, mm-hmm. uh, copyright uh, Craig Legon. But uh, I saw people arguing about how he should feel about his mom and dad. <laughs> Oh, no. and I was and I was dying laughing. People were like that's not what he actually means. Then I'm like, that's my dad, dude. I You're right. hello.
2: Uh,
1: he they both made me idiot. <laughs> but like I've never seen anybody criticize. And I'll let you say what I'm gonna what, what I'm getting at because it's a, you know Taylor Swift. I've never seen anybody criticize somebody about writing about a breakup or a broken heart. Whoever was wrong or right. Then I have Taylor Swift that last month when that album came out. It was all over the place. People just crapping on her and taking shots at her as a woman because she wrote about how she felt and how, oh, nobody would hate her. First of all, I would hate her in a heartbeat, number one. Number two, um, I break her heart so I could be the goddamn uh, subject of that right? song.
0: Immortalize.
1: Thank you. Number three, it's because she's a woman.
0: It's because there. she's a woman, and because, not only that, but it's because she is so young, and she's been in the public eye for so long, it's like they just... The scrutiny is 10 times more. It's, it's what Britney Spears had went through. The only difference is she didn't really write breakup songs because, well, they didn't let her. I can imagine if she had wrote her own stuff. But, Thanks, Dad! Right? But, like, you know, the re-release made it 10 times worse, but this was always one of the things that got mentioned whenever it came to Taylor Swift, once she stepped out of the country pop and became full pop. Cause I remember hearing it constantly about her and I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I like some songs, but I'm not a fan, but Same. prior to her re-release, I decided one day I'm just going to listen to all her shit. I'm just going to listen to all her shit. Let's see what the big deal is. And All the shit and flack she gets for writing about exes, like, I definitely don't understand after listening to her discography because it resonated so fucking much with me. I sat- every single song reminded me of just one ex-boyfriend, one toxic ass fucking ex-boyfriend who- if i saw him i'd punch him in his fucking face but point is it was like holy shit someone is literally now writing about what Fred. i and other people have gone through not just love and breakups but you know being in love with someone that is completely like gaslighting you and grooming you and you think mm. it's love because you're young and it's mm. like whoa like mm. i've like i resonate with a lot of music obviously But her stuff took it to a whole different level. And I can completely, completely appreciate what she puts out.
2: I just, I've
1: never seen that kind of backlash. (laughs) I I can't think of anything in recent memory where a group of people were just like, oh, she's so disgusting putting that out there. I'm like, what do you think music Mm -hmm. is? Do you listen to music?
2: I Know right,
1: I don't understand that at all. I, I, I I was, I, that's why I didn't start an argument with my friend because I was literally taken aback considering how much music that this person listens to. I was like, This do you think music is made up like that all the time? And this is coming from a guy who listened to Genesis, they were singing about goblins in uh, hermaphrodite fountains, like,
0: and and then. Then there comes the point where it's like, oh, so would you would you rather listen to an artist who's just going through the motions of it all? Biggest example, n- no hate to this woman, but I've read her memoir, so this is factual shit that I'm about to say. The entire um, beginning career of Mariah Carey, when she, all the love songs she wrote, she blatantly said in her memoir she wrote what she thought new love and heartbreak was about Mm. and once she married tommy mottola that's what she kept putting out because that's what the masters wanted that's what sony wanted it wasn't until she made her i want to say fifth album excluding the christmas album her fifth album butterfly where she really finally understood okay These are what relationships are and breakups and heartbreak and wanting to be with someone because she had just left Matola, and she was in a relationship with, I believe, Derek Jeter. I can't remember. But point is, is the entire opening portion of Mariah Carey's career, any song that she wrote about love or heartbreak was just writing. It wasn't writing from experience or writing from the heart. So what would you rather have as, you know, someone who wants to listen to music and to escape into music? Someone that's going through it and writes about it in a cathartic way like Taylor Swift or someone that's just phoning it in like Mariah Carey was?
2: I, I mean,
1: you do either or. I, I think I would get more emotion from knowing that it was an actual real... hmm I mean, who hasn't love and lost? Right. I I just, I, I went back and listened and I was like, well, maybe you don't need to dig hit so much. Black Lodge by Anthrax comes to mind. That's from, well, you know who that's from. Um,
0: I don't know any Anthrax fans.
1: No. <laughs> Remember in the early 2000s, they had to change their name and he was like, Scott, you <laughs> know. I don't. No, I'm not. Oh yeah, when Anthrax was being mailed to NBC and shit, oh for real, people were calling for them to change their name. He's like, ha, 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 no.
0: I do not remember that.
1: <laughs> it was brief, but I it, it goes back to this Twailer twil- t- t- Taylor Swift yes. thing. Taylor sift, um, sift through the rubbles of her life. I just it, it but maybe it's because of who I listened to, and who I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. That it was just a, like, yeah, that's what people write about is personal experiences and how they feel. They're not doing it to be malicious. I'm sure Phil, well, I know for a fact that Phil, the, the songs that became Face Value, he, he he didn't, he wasn't confident in himself in writing a letter or, you know, them hanging up on each other. So he just wrote songs, recorded demos, yeah. and sent those to her That's what on how he feels.
0: That's what creative people do do you know and to to, to, com- to continue off of this because one other thing that the Taylor Swift hate that brought to my mind was the whole wow some of y'all have no idea then what's a breakup song and what isn't or what's written about exes and what isn't because and you're gonna hate it but hey I'm over it so we could work past this back in the day I was a huge disturbed fan okay back in the day now, I don't care
1: that you're a fan? Fuck him, but it's—I don't care that you're a fan.
0: <laughs> okay, we fine.
1: already had this discussion, yeah, Foxy.
0: <laughs> we discussed it. Some, I know, like they come up as much as Genesis does. It's really funny, actually. But for those of you who don't know, being the super fanatic that I was, literally to the point where I was obsessed with the lead singer, and I thought we were soulmates and meant to be, and I tracked them down in Chicago. That's not a joke. Um, wow. You know, in watching, I'm sorry in two ways. No, I know. In watching every interview available at the time, reading any interview they put out in like Spin or Rolling Stone or whatever, a lot of people are not aware of the fact that Down With The Sickness, the album as a whole, with the exception of one song, was all written about an ex-girlfriend.
2: Who would have thunk Real Emotions were in song?
0: Every single song was written about... His, like, first love, their breakup, its effect on him, and a lot of it, when you listen to it, yes, it's metaphorical, but once you know that fact, and you listen to the songs, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I hear it. But you don't know that now, do you?
1: It's like, oh, you I understand it. that now. I used to be a human at one point, too. hmm I don't know. It was baffling to me. I'm glad you brought it up, because I was
2: mm-hmm.
1: confused by the... Hate and vitriol.
2: I know. Adele In fact, those
1: people that
0: get the same heat.
1: I was about to mention. I was like, Adele's been getting the same thing, or like, yes, of course. I mm-hmm. won't mention that she wrote songs with Phil Collins.
0: No, but her 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 uh, recent album Thirty just dropped, and you know, of course, everyone's like, "Well, you know, what, it's written a lot, you know, about the the divorce," and she's like, "It's l- what I was going through." Yeah, you expect yeah, me to write? It
2: Thank like, you. Figure that out. Congratulations. No wonder you're a critic. You're so smart. God forbid.
1: The internet's stupid. Well, it was two things. People are dumb, and I think some of these guys that were bad were like. Oh, did I was I like that?
2: Oh no. Mm
0: -hmm. Fuck
2: Taylor Swift. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Yes. And and God God just God forbid you have emotions. The There's only
1: one emotion you're allowed to have on the internet. And that's angry. positive. Anger or positivity. You can't have one or the it's other. Not anger.
0: The- anger is the wrong word. Bitter. It's bitter. Bitter. Bitter's yeah, bitter. Right.
1: You're right. Yeah, bitter's a good better way to do it. Yeah,
0: because it's not always anger. It's just bitter. It's like what it sounds like this is a you problem
2: type of thing.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I would do some research, Captain. I love how everyone is like, what about Jake Well, What the fuck about oh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal? Who cares? What about Jake Gyllenhaal? He's fine. Right? He stole the scarf and he kept it. Or something. I didn't read the whole thing. Honestly, I didn't give a shit.
0: <laughs> it's a metaphor. Oh,
1: everyone. he broke her heart. Got it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a red scarf. For fuck's sake. She left it at his sister's house.
1: That is is exactly how much I was paying attention to it.
0: Yeah, it's virginity.
1: Ah, I mean, good for you, Jake.
0: And like, okay, what about Jake Gyllenhaal? Okay, let's talk about Jake Gyllenhaal then. Let's talk about the fact that he's X amount of years old and he was, you know, dating Taylor Swift who wasn't even 21 yet.
1: Did anybody ask how Jake Gyllenhaal felt? Or did they just get mad for him?
0: I think they're just mad for him, and oh. now that it's fully out that it is all about him, he's just basically trying to play play nice and cover his tracks and feel guilty about it. But in the same right, it's like, bro, uh, that what you did just borderlines predator. It it definitely was.
1: Wait, how old is grooming. Jake Hold on. I don't.
0: Well, either either oh, way, man. it's Let like just, you, you gaslight, some You
1: know,
0: you gaslit. You did a lot of bad shit. At the end in of the
1: 40. day.
2: Oh no, he's forty and she's. Hold on. Ooh. Ooh. All right.
1: I looked it up. I, I had it done well before you got it, Dan.
2: Yeah, but
0: now. Wow. Look, okay. shit, shit. Shit happens. We all know shit happens. Okay. Relationships happen. Shit happens. Yeah. But. It probably wouldn't have been as bad if you just weren't a garbage person.
1: I, yeah, I just like that. We're, <laughs> I just like that Jake's dragged into, into this, but he literally said nothing. It's everybody else getting mad for him. People, hello, dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and People are like, hello, dad. And not
0: that everyone just this is also without her saying, yes, it's about Jake Gyllenhaal. This is everyone
1: making an assumption
0: making the assumption boiling it down going okay she dated so-and- so at this time and at this time this happened and they're doing like the, those weird CSI red thread on the pin like cushion thingy piecing all the puzzles ah, they're bring doing in
1: hand, bring in hang him high McCoy and get him out on string yeah him up. So,
0: it's fans and non-fans that are putting the puzzle together. She's neither confirmed nor denied, even though it's been brought up in interviews. The closest has ever gotten to it was somebody asking her on in an interview, well, what do you think, you know, what do you think about them, you know, when you're writing about them? She's like, uh, am I supposed to, like, care what they think? Which,
2: no, completely,
0: again, valid.
1: Again, completely valid. Again, Phil didn't care when he put the album out. He was told you have some hits here. And they were like, he was like, all right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You can't tell somebody else how to feel. Maybe you were okay with the breakup and just didn't like the relationship. That doesn't mean that she wasn't falling in love and got her heart broken. You can't control how somebody else is going to feel and deal with the situation. And this is how music is made. Everybody. Magic. I mean, Chris, Marilyn Manson's album Eat Me Drink Me was an entire dedication to Dita von Tees because they broke up and got divorced on Christmas Day. The entire album is about that breakup.
1: I'd like to hear her version of that album.
0: Well, her whole, her whole version is out there. Really? Believe it or not. Yeah. Um basically, <clears throat> she left him on Christmas because um, she no longer wanted to put up with the drug use that he did on tour. And, you know, a part of his onstage persona was beginning to infiltrate his real persona that she knew. And unless he had gotten help for that, she wasn't going to be part of it. They are. S- hey, this is the best part. Okay. This is the best part. Dita Von T's. The woman who is married to Marilyn Manson, still to this very day, has nothing bad to say about him. And they are, in fact, still close friends.
1: I'm shocked, I tell you.
0: Take that to the civil cases that aren't really on trial. So that means the civic cases are just women looking for money because he's not under investigation. And if this is trial and this was rape, this would go really big. You know, like the Johnny Depp thing did, but it isn't. So it makes you wonder.
1: Yeah, hmm. Hmm. Looks like Johnny Depp wasn't the jerk-off that everybody said he was.
0: Yeah, it looks like Marilyn Manson might not be either. Well,
1: that's good, because we can talk about him again.
0: i talk about him regardless.
1: No, but, I know that, but I'm saying without people going, hey!
0: Oh, no, I've been digging into you. this a lot. I've been digging into this a lot. And it's like, so all this bad stuff that's come out about him, and these are just civil cases?
1: Well, why is that?
0: This should be a trial. This should be a thing. I mean, you know, the, the 70s show guy got a trial for his, right? I mean...
2: He did,
1: and he won't be on that 90s show.
0: Right? Yeah, so <laughs> why, why why isn't this a trial? Why isn't there an investigation? Oh, maybe... um, I don't know.
1: Because so, the investigation found nothing. Hey, at least they got an investigation. I see a bunch of people working in... <laughs> that don't get an investigation because... <laughs> 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 but I di- but I digress.
0: But I yeah we digress.
1: I'm not bitter.
0: Oh, I'm writing like songs down for this playlist as we're talking about them.
1: I got a bunch, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just
1: those... going to put face value on there. Mm-hmm.
0: The those are breakup songs. Those Question are breakup songs. What? Oh my god. Who did uh, that? Po-
1: the beat, My one of my favorite simple ones is. Uh, It's an early Beatles song. It was after they were kind of escaping (laughs) that. And they
0: discovered drugs.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. When LSD became a
2: thing?
1: No, even before the LSD, when they're just smoking marijuana every five minutes. Okay. By the way, the Beatles Get Back special uh, Mm -hmm. that's on Disney Plus. I want to get on whatever planet Ringo was on during the filming of that. (laughs) Because every time they close up on Ringo, he is... Hammered slash high, and I'm like, I would love to strive to get on whatever plane that he is on, that <laughs> he was in in 1969. Because you look into his eyes, you're like, I mean, he's he's drumming, f- he's being Ringo, but it, it, woo,
0: woo. <laughs> Ringo,
1: being Ringo, Pluto. Well, that's not a planet.
0: That'd be Saturn.
1: Would be Saturn. Is- was Ringo. Pluto? Was Pluto a uh, planet in Pluto- 69? I don't think so.
0: I don't know. I don't remember. It was a very to, short period of time.
1: Dwarf, it's a dwarf planet. Well, scientists say no.
0: In we have case, to worry. Fuck them.
1: <laughs> well, no, I agree. No, I agree. I'm just saying, but it's not a planet. So he wouldn't be on Pluto. He'd be on a dwarf planet if it was Pluto. I just want to know when we're going to discover it. Uh, stop yelling me in the chat or I'll smack your face. Um, virtually, obviously. Uh, I just want to know when they're going to start investigating the planets called Alvin and Dave that Alf discovered, and they're there. They're on the map. Huh. It's a deep reference for anybody who watches this that ever saw Alf early in the season one. I will, virtually. Mm-hmm. I will time you out. I will press a button, and you will be timed out of this chat. Do you hear me? Uh, Astroworld. Uh,
0: yes. So going into our... This is our segue into the concerts conversation. Okay, so uh, for those of you who don't know, um, and you you might not because I had no idea what this was until it happens. Uh, so Astro World was a uh, hip hop music festival that occurred down in, I want to say, Texas. I believe. Uh,
1: yeah, Astro World, uh, yes. Houston Astro, Texas. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, and it happened in November. Um, now, this is a music festival that went horribly
2: slightly, horribly
0: awry. Um, In which case, when the main performer, Travis Scott, who I also had no idea who the fuck this guy was until all this went down. uh, I only knew him
1: because he said Fortnite. I have no
0: idea who this guy is. He's a Fortnite Uh, skin. Yeah, during his performance, uh, Chaos, for the lack of a better word, ran supreme. And there were multiple injuries and multiple deaths at his concert two of which were young children the youngest being 8 years old
2: oh i didn't um, know that
0: yeah that just he just uh, passed this week and the family's Aww. refusing any any help and any assistance um, now the uh, the biggest takeaways from astro world is that you know festival shows are supposed to be a whole lot of fun and in this case um, from the get go this had like bad written all over it from the layout that the uh, I, I, the designers, I guess, put out there that Travis Scott approved. The layout was absolutely horrible in which there's only two sides to the concert with one middle to get through. No way to get in and out once. You oh, that's in. bad. Yes. There's there's Ugh. no way to, if you were like already like there and like say you were like third or fourth general admission standing right there, there was no way to get in and out at all. Um, It was a sold out concert. So there should have been space, but um, much like an incident that happened that is now national history. um, And you're going to understand what I mean in a second. uh, Travis Scott put out via Twitter. Hey, you don't got a ticket Just show up. And people did. When came time for the gates to open for his section, people ran through the guardrails. They didn't do ticket checks. They didn't do COVID checks. People without tickets ran in for everything and bum rushed. Libel. Yeah. Uh, So to say that it was packed is an understatement during Travis's performance it was so jam packed that there wasn't room for anything people were literally squished together like sardine cans falling from dehydration getting trampled over they wouldn't let there was no room for an ambulance to get through there were people yelling from like tops of everywhere to stop the show that were heard but he didn't stop the show um so, yeah, that's why in case no one is aware of what had happened, that's why circulating all over social media have been fans posting like YouTube clips or YouTube compilations of bands and other artists stopping their concerts to help a fan or to stop an assault, et cetera, saying that it could be done because it has. But the concert continued regardless till the very end. <clears throat> and it was just a bad time all around uh so go to a concert to have fun and i'm gonna reiterate the rules because apparently people don't know the rules at any concert doesn't matter what kind of genre it is if you see someone fall you pick them up okay you pick them up we're all there for the music we're all there for fun we're not going to a concert thinking i'm gonna die tonight you know So there's all that. Um, I don't... don't Go ahead. This also falls into the whole... A lot of fans and non-fans are wondering how they allowed this kind of concert to even happen. Because he's been arrested for inciting reckless behavior and violence at his concerts before with similar outcomes just without anyone dying like he just it it, is he's very no fucks given but to reckless abandon you know what i mean and yeah this has been uh it it was crazy It it was very crazy
1: I have been near or inside of mosh pits where if somebody got hurt or needed to get up, even the mosh pits moved mm-hmm. and yeah. formed or people would form a circle around this person, to protect mm-hmm. them numerous times. Yes, I've been in a mosh pit or two. I know what you're thinking. Um, <clears throat> I've been against the mosh pit or two where somebody's gotten hit by mistake outside of the mosh pit and that shit will stop. And there'll mm-hmm. be an apology and a make and, and a health check, and they move on. It ain't that hard. I've never personally been in a situation where I've been nervous that I was going to get crushed. Yeah, but uh, probably the closest I ever came to was uh, Ozfest 2005. Oof. <laughs> man, man, we we pushed it. Uh, Ex girlfriend was like, "We're getting up front, just." dragged us there in a good way like we're going here mm-hmm. and um then there is a couple times I was like you can stop pushing anytime you like because I will climb this fence I will get the I will get the F out of here. in those days I was spry enough I would have scaled that fence but I I haven't seen any of the footage but I I don't understand how he is out of well uh Danny just said because he's connected to the Kardashians which is worse um <laughs> Somehow that's worse. Yeah. But um, once you tweet that out, I don't see how you are not liable for anything that happened after that.
0: Yeah. He he has uh, offered to pay for funeral expenses or for hospital expenses. But um,
2: with this last
0: one with the little boy, the family was like, we don't want your fucking money. We don't Mm -mm. want anything. We're suing you. They're like, we're suing you. We're suing Live Nation for allowing a fucking setup like that to be approved to begin with because a lot, you know, I, I, it's very, uh, touch and go when it comes to people on the age limit, you know, how, you know, some things should not be all ages to which I do agree, but in the same, right. You know, if you're going with a parent, if you're with a parent, go, you don't exactly expect. I mean, you don't expect to go to a concert, and have this happen, you know?
1: I was going to comment, but I don't have kids, so I'm going to refrain from making a comment. I never mind. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need to talk on that part. Not my place.
0: It's it's a touch and go situation. Would I bring my eight year old to a concert if we were sitting down? Sure. You know, Uh, would I bring my 16 year olds to a concert? Yes. Would I let it be on the floor? Yeah, he's older, he's taller, you know? Would I let him go in the pit? He probably wouldn't even want to. So that's- I would not have
1: brought an eight-year-old to a festival. No. Yeah. Like to like this, we were going to talk about Genesis in a little while. Bring a kid to a concert like that where it's in an arena and people aren't all standing up, running around. You know that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. the
1: The festival thing seems kind of.
0: Yeah, because like. I, I would know. take Cole. Cole is six years old right now. I would take Cole to see Ghost in a heartbeat because he loves Ghost. And I would that take is him in a heartbeat. That is
1: not, there's no Mosh pits at a Ghost show.
0: Even not if anymore. There were, even if there were. Like, you know, I'd get a seat or whatever and give him some, for not sure. I don't you care. Buy it,
1: buy an actual seat. Yeah. A, yeah, exactly. Like, you
0: know, if a child wants to see one of their favorite artists, by all means, take them, but know, know. when to take them. In the same right, You know, it it is a festival situation. I've been to a bunch of festivals where, looking at it, it would have been safe to bring a kid if I wanted to. This festival was not safe for kids. This festival was not safe for fucking adults. And I don't think a lot of them realized how unsafe it was until they got in. Because, again, that whole portion they couldn't really get into until it was time for his show. But even then, they got let into it, at least, I I think... Three hours before.
2: This
1: sounds like a huge, giant, unplanned clusterfuck. Yeah,
0: to say the very least. Because I've seen shit tons of TikTok footage. It was all over my TikTok feed for so, so long. And I just unfortunately felt compelled to watch it all. The good, the bad. There was really no good, let's be honest here.
2: I was going to say, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was all, it was just all bad. Like from the very beginning, all bad. So.
1: There's a documentary about the concert that got pulled already. <laughs> Hulu pulls World concert from hell after backlash. Why would you put that up right now?
2: Okay. Weird. Yeah. Oof.
1: Well, I think Travis Scott should uh, duck and cover Monetarily, I'm just looking at a bunch of stuff here because it's it's bad. Yeah, but it was in no Houston, worries. Texas.
0: Yeah, but you know, I mean, no worries because it's already being not being forgotten, so to speak. But um
1: we're moving on.
0: <laughs> no, no. What's the word? No, no. That's not it. Distracted.
1: Yeah, it's yeah.
0: It's being distracted because th- this is where the Kardashian thing comes into play. Okay.
1: Oh, for shit's because, sake. Because, you know,
0: everyone pays attention to them, and he is the baby daddy to one of the Kardashians' kids, okay? So, since it's tied into them to distract from that whole thing, why do you think Kim is dating that guy from SNL? And that's big news.
1: Because he has a big penis?
0: No, that's the distraction.
1: Oh, and he has a big penis?
0: Oh, fuck that dude.
1: <laughs> she is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she is. Yeah, but that—that's you see what I'm saying now. You don't like Pete
1: Davidson? No, nah. I don't either. I, like his I face. just face. Oh, well. It's like
0: it's like I, I just I don't like his face. Like I just want to fucking curb stomp him.
1: I I don't I don't think he's funny. I just
0: don't like his with. face. Like his face angers me. I mean,
1: to be fair, I don't like Kim Kardashian's face either.
0: Same, same.
1: The whole family should be, you know, launched into outer space, left there. You figure it out.
0: Like, except for one, but I don't think she's our Kardashian. She's one of the Jenners, I think. No, she's not. The whoever the one is dating Travis Barker right now, I like her
1: because no, no, they very, can all go. No, they can she's all She's Been chill. I don't know which one. I don't. Know. I don't know.
0: I don't. I know. I know. I don't. I, I get my news through TikTok.
1: <laughs> got it <Yeah.
0: laughs> I get my news through
1: tiktok the, the tiktok
0: rabbit holes happen when I feel like disassociating the next thing I know yeah, why no, the I, I, have passed and it's like oh yeah, shit
1: I, 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 I go on the last night, last night I think I watched it on repeat like 28 times which is good because it's only like 30 seconds but it's an Irish comedian who was make, taking a shot at white guilt sarcastically uh. he was like I don't have white guilt I'm from Ireland and we had potatoes and when we had potatoes and one of them, we just picked them ourselves. And then it was the long pause. And then the crowd started to laugh after who got the joke. I was like, damn, that's effed up. That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. He, then he's like, I don't know who would take a bunch of people from their, a different country to their own country and make them pick their own crops. Who would be so stupid to ever do that? And I was like, Wow. Ooh, man! He shots fired with his potato cannon. Thank <laughs> you. A little race humor there. Um, I'm because uh, I haven't heard any news about it, and uh, I guess I obviously know why. Because Kim Kardashian's dating somebody, um, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. I mean, but I, I'll tell you what; it gives me hope. Not that I would want to date <laughs> Kim Kardashian, but I'm like, there's a chance.
2: <laughs>
1: Ugly and not funny. thank you to be here all week take it over
0: well that that was the the unfortunate segue to concerts because you have attended two very recently yeah which of course we will be talking about our favorite concerts that we've been to today as well as our least favorites and even a concert wish list
1: oh god i didn't prepare that much shit i'm gonna have to we're gonna put me on the fly here
0: well, in the well, while you peruse and think, please
1: we've got a few, yeah.
0: I would love. I, I'm not so, even being very genuine. Uh, I actually want to know how it went because I've seen the Facebook clips.
2: See right here.
1: No, um, since we've last recorded, and there was a move. I moved uh, to uh, one of my my pet died. One of yours. It's been a a giant cluster F of cluster F upon a cluster F that has kept us from recording. But since that time, I've been to not one, but two Genesis concerts in that time. Two. One in D.C. and one in Philadelphia. And I can honestly say, for anybody who listens to this show or anybody who knows me, knows what this band means to me. This is the end-all be-all for me. This is it. These are the guys. Um, I don't I, I didn't really process it yet well I'll take you through first of all I'm a nervous wreck because this is like the biggest thing my my week was Ghostbusters Wednesday Ghostbusters Afterlife early screening Genesis and then I saw Ghostbusters three more times uh, so that was and then I saw Ghostbusters two more times and then Genesis again and then Ghostbusters again last night <laughs> My 80s came back to life this weekend, and I was born in the 80s, but um, Sony had the bright idea. Here's a little uh, preface to this whole story that, uh, you know, Genesis announced in March, uh, the the week, the Monday, Monday, they announced the tour of the United States and the UK. And then, no, they didn't. Monday, they announced they were getting back together in their UK tour. They didn't ask the U.S. tours until middle 2020 uh, for 2021. Uh, And then by Friday, we were in quarantine. So Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. But um, earlier that year, I think like a couple weeks earlier, maybe it was that November before that, there was a Ghostbusters trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. COVID happens. I don't know if anybody hasn't been around and doesn't know lately, or if you, any of you are faking it, thinking it's fake, you're an idiot. By the way, Covid's a thing. Everything got pushed back as we know. And they both got pushed back to November, 2021. The Ghostbusters one got pushed back like three times for like November. That's it. We're doing it November. And it was going to be the week before. Or, or is it going to be the week after it might've been Thanksgiving week, but since another movie got pushed back to the following year, Sonny was like, well, take those screens. We're going to release it a week earlier than we said, which happened to be the same day that Genesis was in Washington, D.C. <laughs> what have I done <laughs> for you to make me pick these two things on this particular day? Well, je- granted, I was picking the thing I spent $600 on. Not the thing I spent 20 bucks on. So that was just a little preface. I was nervous as hell because first big event. I double masked. but Let's get this out of the way. How did I stay uh, six, uh, sick free so far? I double masked at both shows. N95 on the bottom. Big fat Genesis mask on top. Wasn't playing around. Don't care if I look like a fool to people. They didn't matter. I went to have a good time. There's a couple of little nuances I'm telling to this, so I'm going to do it as quickly as possible. First of all, this is it. Anybody thinking that Genesis is carrying on after this? If you saw Phil Collins walk out to the stage with a cane, this is it. It's over. Yes. Yes, Foxy, but Phil was still Phil. Yeah. Phil was still Phil. The whole band was still... Because, you know, with Phil solo, you're like, well, Phil's the guy... I I've said it a hundred times on this show, and I'll say it again on this episode particularly. Genesis is Tony Banks and Mike Rutherford. We talk about when they were a three piece, mm-hmm. just as much as Phil was. Phil didn't even write a song until well, I mentioned it earlier in this episode, <laughs> 1979, 1980. Um, so it's still it's the three of them, period. Mm-hmm. It's the drummer was Phil's son Nick, two background singers, and then Daryl, who's been They're extra guitarists since 1978 on tours. Um, And they left nothing on the table. Uh, I was, you know, COVID happened. I heard the announcement. They were going on tour and then COVID. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go. Then they released the trailer for the stage show. And you were there when I messaged you guys that day. Nerd Mm heard chat. When that trailer came out, I said, I I don't care. (laughs) We're going now, baby. (laughs) They went all out. Um, again, I want to point out that the reason you have moving color changing lights at concerts to this day is because one day in 1980, 81, uh, this little company called Shoco brought something called the VL1 to Genesis Studio. One light went like this, changed colors, went back into position and filled t- Tony Smith on the shoulder. Their manager said, give them whatever they want. And thus the very light was born. Um, they debuted at a concert uh, they debuted in a bullring in Barcelona on that tour the Abacab tour in 1981 cut 2 I'm trying to explain this in a before that tour they had you know a big huge spotlight it was all about the stage show even when Pete when when Pete was in the band it was about the stage show because mm-hmm. Pete while they were tuning their instruments Pete would still tell stories totally relevant to the song they were going to play and then during the song, he would dress up in all costumes and his makeup would change. It's all about the stage. It was always about visuals with this band on top of the music being fucking stellar, in my opinion. Uh, and I, in my opinion, there's no band out there, better. period, ever, including the Beatles. There are the Beatles and then there was Genesis. I said it. That's on record. Um, it's just my opinion. Uh, so the headlights lights uh, in 1974. They did a slideshow thing which never all really worked, but it was cutting edge at the time where they had the slideshow and the stage was kind of one personality on the other. 76, a little more of the slideshow and the lights with the laser. They quickly went away from laser. 1978, one of the greatest innovations I've ever seen. They call it the mirror tour. Before moving lights, what they did is they had four giant, huge-ass mirrors in the ceiling of the lighting rig. And the lights would reflect off that and move and color change throughout the stage. They incorporated all of this right on into 2021. You know, uh, the cutting edge, uh, groundbreaking lighting rig they had to the through the mid 80s to the 90s, where they had the triple screen. They basically copied what they did in '74, but they had jumbotron, three trumbostrons that would split or come together at the back of the stage. They incorporated all of this into this. You've seen the pictures into this giant multimedia lights were coming out of lights. And I don't mean in a like, oh, my God, that's too much in the most cleverest of ways. Like there was four. It's called The Last Domino. It's the second part of the song Domino. It's going on this list. Um, Please write that down so I don't forget. Just say Domino Domino.
2: because
1: I'm going to forget. But mm-hmm. in the center stage were four or five, I, I'm so, like, struck by every all the shows. I can't remember if it's four or five dominoes that would move. They would lower, raise together, or they would be separate and form an arch or be diagonal. They, they moved all around, thus mimicking what happened during the mirror tour. There was a video screen, which I didn't realize until halfway through the DC show, they open up. The video screen, I'm like, where are those, houses? those lights coming through the video? Oh, they open up like blinds. Hmm. Innovation in 2021, uh, mind-boggling to me. The DC show was great. I went with my friend, and if you told me that I'd be <laughs> harmonizing, driving back through Poe Dunk, Virginia, a song nobody's ever heard except Genesis Van called Harold the Barrel, when I did the low, he did the highs, then get pulled over and laugh at the cop's face very practically. <laughs> um, that made that first show special to me I'll say it right now, in my opinion In my experiences, I've seen Arcade Fire there I've seen Genesis there uh, Capital One Arena is a horrible concert venue. The acoustic sucks, the crowd's kind of eh Now to be fair, which is cutting into the second show That I just saw this week I'm spoiled because Philly was the central hub For Genesis in the United States Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Not debating. that. It's not a debate. It was fact. Uh, there was two hubs. There was one in Canada, which was Montreal, the French-speaking. Uh, se- uh, 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 um, what's the word? Citizens of that province,
2: mm-hmm.
1: hardcore into Genesis and seventies. For some reason, it did. It helped that Peter Gabriel would speak French when he told the stories on stage instead of English. Classy. The other, yes, very much. And good French, not half ass French. I mean, his name is Gabriel. Um, and Philly was the other hub. And they felt it. Because I could see once the song started and the reaction to the Philly crowd that we all know this is it. Mm-hmm. They hit a fifth gear, even Phil. And let me explain a little something about Phil. All you smart-ass motherfuckers making comments about him on stage. But let me tell you something. And he wouldn't care because he he's rich. But the dude had neck, uh, he screwed up his neck, uh, the spine in his neck, up here, the back of his neck during the last Genesis Tour in 07, which translated into surgery, which fucked up his nerves, which made him lose the ability to use his hands for most of anything. His nerve damage is both of his hands. He has nerve damage in his feet. He's had feet surgery. Cancer, do you try to correct that nerve damage? You can't sit in the piano or the drum kit without being in pain. You can't sit in the stool without being in pain. And you saw the videos. Need I say more? They put since 1969, noise, they put a great mix of their entire career out there. The stage show was, I'll tell you right now. Is that the best concert I've ever been to? No. It's the best stage show I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. That show was amazing. Um, And it made up for where they were lacking with Phil. His son, Nick, is a phenomenal drummer that picked up all the slack that Phil had to drop because he can't use his arms. Tony and Mike were on fire. Daryl was great. Two backup singers. That's a first for Genesis. They have always had two extra guys, Mm -hmm. but they never had backup singers. Ever and they did harmonies and lifted Phil when he needed to vocally because, oh, also he almost died from alcohol abuse, and His throats also screwed up. All of that there's a song that we've mentioned before on this show, and it's on one of our lists. And I'll put it on this one again called Fading Lights,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is about moving on, whether it be spiritually or. Physically, mentally, we all grow old. We all die at some point. Um, You saw the line I used, another chance, hello, another goodbye, and so many things we'll never see again. There is a part of the show where Mike walks between Phil and Tony during that song, because it's just Tony playing chords, Mike doing a riff on his guitar, you know, under the melody, little uh, movement under Tony's, and Phil singing. And yes, I cried. (laughs) Yes, I did. In front of 20,000 other people. I just because this is it. This is it. And, you know, all the crowd responses were where it wanted to be. Uh, That band was tighter in Philly than they were in D.C. because they're 10 shows later. Phil's voice is also warmed up. You know, it was stellar and I will never I would never change that risking it all in COVID. I took the proper precautions. If I feel bad in a week, you'll know why. Uh, but I didn't get sick on the other one. I'm confident, you know, people take less precautions, but they're vaccinated and go to all these shows without masks on. They're doing great. So I'm not really worried about it. Um, It was worth every penny. It was worth every moment. And here's the prologue to this story. You know this one already, but I want to tell this for everybody listening. They did... No venue-specific or town-specific T-shirts. The entire UK leg of the tour. But they didn't do any for the beginning of the U.S. tour. They didn't do one for Chicago. They didn't do one for D.C., Raleigh. Raleigh. Why did they go to Raleigh? What a weird... Sorry, that just occurred. Charlotte, (laughs) Detroit, Buffalo, none of those. They went to Montreal. They did the shirt and they listed all the venues they played since 1974. When they first started touring the U S or North America, excuse me. Then they did one for Toronto. And I was like, they're not going to, they under, they have acknowledged and understand what Philly did to that band. I hope they put a shirt out. And the first thing I had, the fortunate blunder of getting there late for this show. Mm-hmm. So they're starting their first song as I walk in, but you know it's just an intro. I'm not. It's Duke's yeah. end. I'm like, it's a great song, but I'm like, it's cool. There's nothing special going on right now. They're just starting the show. I can hear fine. I run to that merch table, and wouldn't you goddamn know it? We did one for Philadelphia with all the venues laying in line, uh, written on the back. <laughs> I bought that sucker for fifty bucks. I went. Like, I screamed so loud that I took the merch guys off guard. I was like, "You guys did a venue shirt, yeah." What size do you want? Fat. 2X. Let's go.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Grab
1: the shirt. Did the watch gimmick. See it Thanks. <laughs> right <in> my seat. <laughs> <Ten plates. laughs> I was so happy. I was real nervous. We weren't getting the shirt and we got the shirt and, and that's it. Uh, they're playing until I think December 15th, 16th, Boston. Boston also has a special connect- connection to Genesis because they played two showcase shows in the States the first time they played the States. They played one at the Academy of Music in New York. And they played one at a university room in Boston, which they thought it was the disaster. But the fans were like, who the F is this? Bring them back. And this is when Pete was in the band. Mm-hmm. So that'll be special for them. Uh, and they're not playing any Southern or West, West coast states. little shade, perhaps. Interesting. Perhaps, perhaps. but, uh, and this is it. And this meant a lot to me. And, uh, that little moment. And, uh, after the last song was over, I didn't run and bail out r- r- real quick. I mm-hmm. kind of let other people pass me and sat there. I was like, huh. Okay. That's it.
0: And you were a part of it though. That's a fucking I was great.
1: there. And I was there twice. Can we see the shirt when I take it out of the laundry? <clears throat> What's up, AU? Thank you for watching on YouTube. Um God, I I will. I actually have the pictures of the shirt. I'll show you later. I'll message you. But uh, I have no complaints. It was amazing for what it was. You know, I went into this, not with low expectations, but when they were announced yeah. the show, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to try to Oh, yeah. Okay. I have one more PS to the story. My bad. <laughs> I went into this when the tickets went on sale. I remember tickets went on sale in the middle of the pandemic. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, I'll buy cheaper seats because Phil's not walking around. And I just want to go for the band. People were like, keep them money. They can't even say he can't even walk. I'm like, but they've they owe me nothing. They're <laughs> you know, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. We ran for 50 years. Go fuck yourself. So I did buy seats kind of far at the end of the bowl, but great, like perfectly in line Mm -hmm. at the DC show. Because what they also did on the, uh, they had a rig that went from the stage to the back of the arena above the crowd, which extended the light show down into the crowd. Usually I see lights lighting from the stage to the crowd. I've never seen it go to the back. I don't recall. Maybe I never paid attention. So I've never seen that. So it had a great effect when you were all at the back in the arena. But I remet, I kind of forgot this when I bought the Philly show tickets, it didn't really give you a choice of the seats until it put you in a section. And I'm going for like nosebleeds. I want to be away and up at the top. And it's like, no, you will sit right here. What I didn't realize is it was literally 18 rows from the stage. <laughs> so I was that close. And it was worth every penny. Nice. Uh, and then the, and now that's it.
0: Wow. I miss concerts. That sounds amazing.
1: I had less to risk, you know? Yeah. You got kids, a whole family to worry about. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> but I will say this. Um, just to get scientific for a second, reading about the Omicron, um, we're going to be fine, probably, most likely. It's looking good. Um, If a show really comes by, like I know Ghost is coming, wear two masks. If you can go, and I know there's an anxiety thing too, but after I hit uh, buy, (laughs) after I hit purchase, and it was $100, I was like, I'm uh, going,
0: huh? <laughs> no, well, I mean my biggest my biggest concern right now with shows is you know, where I am in Jersey, it's easier oh, to go too, to a, yeah. it's easier to go to a New York show than any Jersey show cuz all the Jersey venues are far. Like there's Holmdale in the PNC, you know, Stone Ponies down fucking, you know, Asbury Park Convention Center. Those are like the best places to see Jersey shows, but those are really far. So it's easier for me to do New York Fuck the Prudential Center. I don't, I don't like that fucking place. I don't want no, to. Nobody
1: me. likes that place.
0: Yeah. And, you know. Nobody
1: even goes to see the hockey team there.
0: Exactly. So, like.
1: That's not me taking a shot. I've read the attendance figures. You kiss my ass. I didn't say it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, my, my whole thing is that I have to go to New York for these shows. And I take public transportation because I live a block away from the bus stop. Damien
1: Dragon, 76. Who's that? What? Who the hell is that? Oh, no. Memories of my AC, he said memories of my ACDC experience, LOL. We
0: gotta stop talking shit now.
1: Yeah, (laughs) shit. Ghost is there in February, though. Yeah, Ghost is there in February. I'm Mm -hmm. seriously debating because I gotta, you know, I have to pay my respects and hail Satan to Papa Four. I haven't done that yet. So I'm debating it.
0: I don't. I don't want to see Papa Four.
1: The fuck you don't, <laughs> liar! What is, what is it's Cardinal Copia with makeup. You'll be fine. No. How dare you?
0: I'm so picky. Like I know it's the same dude, but it's like no. I preferred Papa Three and Papa One. God damn it!
2: I'm you
1: know. <laughs> all right. All right. Now I'm getting tired of you.
2: Oh God.
0: But that Genesis, brings us. Gen- oh, yeah, I was like, Genesis aside. Like, have you had what was your uh, like a favorite concert that you've been? Okay, having?
1: so I'm glad. Hey, Purple, favorite trash is here too. Hello, Perp. Everybody, hi, everybody.
2: Hello. I'm show nip.
1: Show me. No, um, I'm take my shirt off. Woo! Um, there are people There's out no there that rules. want. There are people out there that want to. You, you do it first.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing two shirts, so they're gonna need Damn to be it. disappointed. <laughs> ah! Oh, at oiled, least, it's cold.
1: Boiled again. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, but they're <laughs> ghosts. That's what I said. Yeah, but they're ghosts. But
0: it's it's no, it's it's different. It's not different. It's the it's same different. guy. No, it's different. He acts different. He's the same guy. <laughs> Papa Three was Damn cuter. It. Oh, what?
1: I quit. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> I think we mean different things. Yes, I'm being sarcastic, Perp. <laughs> um, I will say, plug the dang heater in. This <laughs> would be their chest ghost. Oh. Who knew? Um, so you're asking about my favorite concert experiences. Yeah. I can tell you my top three concert experiences off the bat. Okey-dokey. Um. I put Genesis 07 on top just because it's Genesis O so, because it was Genesis. Of course. Uh, Arcade Fire. Roger Waters the the Wall. If you're asking the best concerts I've ever seen. Yes. I saw Chicago in ninety-six. That was amazing. Chicago rules. Uh, and of course, unironically and weather, pissed off. I've never seen them play with Earth, Wind of Fire, and I'm ashamed of myself. Hmm. Uh, Killers, the Killers get a um, honorable mention because it's the Killers. Uh, Purple Flavor Chat said Prince, Prince, and Prince.
0: (laughs) Jealous, jealous, and jealous.
1: Jealous. Did you really see Prince, Perp? My friend, I sent my friend who lives out in California a bunch of Oingo Boingo remasters. Mm Mm-hmm. And he in turn sent me like a dump. Like he just dumped a bunch of Prince albums on me because oh. I admitted to him that Prince is one artist that I regret not paying attention to past the hits. Mm-hmm. So he just sent me a bunch of shit. Oh, that's crazy, but Yes, though. you saw Prince. So uh, yes, I'm oh. super jealous. I didn't so jealous. appreciate. I always, you know, my Prince um, epiphany was, um, and being a Kevin Smith guy, I don't care about that story. It's just a funny story to me. I don't care that he was mad at Prince, like, and he regretted it that Prince died and he didn't make up to him. And that just shows you you shouldn't always be pissed off at somebody. Oh. except my sister. Uh, no, um, not touching that one. I'm not going any further. What I was watching. Um, the epiphany of Prince for me was that Super Bowl. Hmm. That Super Bowl performance. When I was like, oh, Prince is performing.
2: Eh.
1: And by the end of that performance, I was like, okay. What did, I, what did I miss? Not only is he a phenomenal guitarist, and, and this prefaces by saying, no shit, Dan, a goddamn, could he write him? He crowd surfed, so I touched his butt. Per- nice! Bad! No!
2: Was he wearing uh,
1: the
0: assless chaps? Because that would just make it so. That
1: much would be Touch his hand too. You know what? Honorable mention to Aerosmith. I saw them in 'O two. I saw. Uh oh. Really? What? Yeah.
0: I, oh, they're on my wish list.
1: Well, It's too late now.
0: They don't come. They they haven't come up to the states to play in years. They've they've stuck down to like South America for a majority of their late career lately. I
1: went to see Aerosmith at a time where I was related to him by marriage. Not even kidding. Steven Tyler. I'm not going to give the real name, but somebody, a family member, a a very close family member married somebody who was his cousin, who is his cousin. Is this news
0: to you? That's fucking awesome.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you off air, but I went to that show. I would have held up Prince with my tongue if he serped with assless
2: pants. <laughs> yes! Yes.
1: Perp, I love you so much. Perp doesn't have good touch, bad touch. Perp will tell you how they feel at all times. Jer- uh, Joyce and Danny said, number one is Queensryche, Operation Mindcrime. Uh, where's the... Anthrax at Irving Plaza and in this moment at Hammerstein. I'm going to say Steen. I think that's
0: the one I went to her I, at Hammerstein. You went to her with? I went to her with. You went with her? <laughs> yeah, Damien I Dragon. Some so.
1: guy named Damien Dragon says pink ACDC Morris Day, the t- You saw the time?
0: Yes, he did. This was, was pre-marriage, it? but yes, he did. He got, if I'm right, he got on stage and did the dance with his friend Topaz. I've heard this story quite often.
1: I just said, I'm not going to say the name in purple flavored trash. It's just like, oh, here's the two names. No, I'm deleting that. <laughs> no, I said I'm not mentioning it. Yes, when we left, we left when Corn hit the stage. That's the right moment.
0: Yes, to leave. that was the hit. Yeah, we. Yes, uh Danielle and I. We saw it was a, it was a four. It was four bands. It was Seven Dust, Disturbed, In This Moment, and Corn.
1: Corn is usually and- my path ba- bathroom break as well. It's around.
0: Funny thing is, is, Seven Dust was the opening band. She's like, I don't think I know any. I'm like, no, Seven Dust is that Trust band me. where you yes, know she all will. the songs. You will know
1: all the songs and you, you will like You just won't them.
0: realize it's ever Seven Dust. And a couple times she's like, oh my God, I do know this song, Legacy.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, he danced with Morris Day in the
0: time? Yes. Yes, he did. See?
1: <coughs> what the fuck, Damien? <laughs> Seven Dust is great. So Seven Dust is literally that band where you go, who's Seven Never mind. Gotcha.
2: Yeah,
0: and I supposedly dated the lead singer.
1: Suppose did you or did you not date the lead singer?
0: I did not, but the wrestling world believes I did.
1: Well, well, you know, it's always the wrestling world who are full of sluts that are like, "She's a slut, but you're the actual slut."
0: Yeah, it was. It was one of those rumor mill things, a game of telephone. I was. Going on a date with the lighting technician of you the Park. Yes, got it. Yeah, I was going on a date with the lighting technician of the Azri Park Convention Center. We weren't dating. We were going on one date. We
1: were going on a date. Okay.
0: And the second date, can you tell me how do you be-
1: control your light rig? Oh God.
0: The second date, he invited me as his guest to see Seven Dust at the venue because he'd be working. I was like, cool. I was going to bring one of my girlfriends with me, but she went without me and tried to pose as me at the front door. Uh, However, it went from literally at my wrestling school. It went from, I have a date with a lighting tech. We're going to go see seven dust at Asbury park to she's dating somebody that like works with the band to she's dating someone in the band to, Oh my God. Veronica's boyfriend is the lead singer of Seven Dust. I'm like, what? Cool.
1: Can I get some of that awesome.
0: money? I know. I'm like, awesome. I- I'm cool with that. Shrek
1: 3350, welcome for your first time chat. And uh Shrek 3350 says red hot chili peppers.
0: Ooh. I wonder what they're like live. I've never see, even seen like live footage other than when they've done like VMAs in Woodstock. I would love and to. And
1: here's Joyce like Danny to ruin the mood and say that she didn't like their show. Okay. Who? red hot chili pepper. Oh. Well, as long as Flea takes his uh penis out and flaps it around in a helicopter, I mean
0: And that's the whole concert right there.
1: It's what the whole con else? just do that. He does yeah. he actually that's how that's the trick. He doesn't play bass with his hand, he's playing it from behind with his penis. Because it's With his
0: <coughs> talent, I would not be surprised. So, it's
1: not be surprised at all. No, no, not at all. All right, worst concerts, yes. Well, you first.
0: <laughs> I even listed my favorites, that's the funny part. Worst, okay. Number one, worst would surprise a lot of people because I'm a favorite. The, they're one of my favorite bands, is typo negative. Ah! I saw them twice. Once was with an ex. I won the tickets from WSOU Pirate Radio Seton Hall. Woo. And
1: uh... <laughs> just for that, Sorry. I'm going to send you a picture of Mike Rutherford wearing his seat Hall Jersey. Nice.
0: But uh, Ooh, the, the yeah. second, second time I saw typo was much later in their career. Um, lead singer was, this is when he like hit his overweight heavy drug use phase. And you can tell they were just phoning it in. They played, they got to the stage late. This is a really small New Jersey venue too. Like very small Jersey venue. I was really close. Like I could touch him if I wanted to, but I really didn't want to at that point because no, he was nasty at that point. And like, they got to the stage late. They started playing a song and their gimmick is we hate people we hate our fans blah 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 boo us we feed off of it which is all well and good but like this wasn't like a stick this time and they played their first song and they walked out i'm like
1: well i certainly hate you now
0: i'm like i know this is your stick come back now and they did it so i'm like danny's asking
1: right. if it's birch hill
0: i think so
1: I've played drums at virtual.
0: I think so. I've been to so many small venues in Jersey. 2002. In, in like, uh, bumblefuck jerseys. That, it's so hard. That to certainly
1: tell. is Bumblefuck jersey.
0: They're all Bumblefuck jersey. All the we,
1: we drove home from that show and uh, well, for an old friend of mine, I'm not going to mention his name because fucking. Um, we drove to a mall and he's like, This is the mall that we used to mall rats. And he had everybody convince us, like, The mall used to mall rats is in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be this small. So, but it's not this small. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, um, real quick, just to backtrack real quick. Um, I'm waiting for Purple because Purple said, worst concerts? Whew. So I'm waiting for them to write oh, a boy. list. Uh, backtracking real quick Damien Dragon first concert was George Michael's Faith Tour. Nice. <laughs> Worst for Damien was stabbing Westward. Great music with Boring Live. Ty was him.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm God. so glad
1: I'm not the only one. I saw him and I was like, I was like, yeah. yeah and when, then I got to we, the show. I was like, fuck this man.
0: <laughs> yo, when we no, but the thing is, when we saw him, this was at peak like bam time. So
1: Yeah, yeah, we saw him at the same time.
0: Yeah. So and Vallo was was it
1: Vila, Was it Viva the band?
0: No, we saw him okay. solo. Because his right. opening, his opening band was a uh, Melissa Auf der Maur. Actually, and I love seeing. Yes. Right. Sorry.
1: I just popped for um, Melissa Auf der twice.
0: Vallo was so drunk.
2: That's what Dave. During says. his
0: performance, <laughs> and we left.
2: <laughs> Bye. We, we
0: didn't even stay. We did <laughs> not him tonight. We were so disappointed because we were really big him fans at the time.
1: Joycey Danny said, "I'm of the worst concerts, and all I can think of is Deftones." That's a shame.
0: That is a shame. They're so good.
1: Okay, I'll tell you about Mm. one of the worst shows I ever saw and then Redemption. Okay. Smashing Pumpkins in 2010. was one of the worst fucking shows I've ever seen? This is 2010? I saw an 07, 10, and then an 18, which I'll get to that in a second. Whatever show he played, a half an hour version to Set the Controls for the Heart of the Sun, I, you know the expression. I wanted to drink bleach. If I knew I was a thing, I would have done it. (laughs) Now I'm a big, huge Pink Floyd fan, but goddamn it, no, Billy. Love and respect as far as your music, as a person, whole other podcast. But never again, please. Redemption was the reunion show in '18. Assault Baltimore in the worst venue. One of the worst venues in American arena history, Baltimore arena, this fabled wrestling Mecca in the East coast of NWA WCW. And I walked in that arena. I said, I now have hepatitis C. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, that show. Hello, Chucky, Chucky Dambala, everybody. Santiago. Um, the Solomon 18 at that, God forbid, awful, horrible arena. And Foxy, and it's going to sound weird, the words that are coming out of my mouth, because it's Billy Corgan.
2: Mm-hmm. But they
1: did a cover of Space Oddity. Huh. That was fucking fantastic. Huh. And I was like, okay, they also did a cover of Stairway to Heaven. And wouldn't you know, that's the only way I ever cared about that fucking song. Because fuck Jimmy Page. Because Jimmy Page, fuck you, dude. But I got a little PS. Remind me to write down PS to Jimmy Page at the end of this, please. Okay. Um, Chucky Dunvallis said, Foxy! Um, Santiago! My first concert for me was New Kids on the Block at Giant Stadium. I met them once at a bar. (laughs) Okay.
2: that is the most uh, random hold on, thing.
1: Hold on, no, what you don't know about me, and I'm going to out myself here, is I was, you know, I those when, as a young kid, I was listening to Phil Collins' Genesis cassettes. But well, the bottom of the cassette rack was every single new kids on the blackout. Okay, even the remix of the song "Games" that came out in '96. Yeah, I had the cassette single. Thank you, anyway, Preston and Steve were doing. A uh, they do a uh, opening of the Jersey Shore Memorial Day um, uh, show celebration every single year, minus COVID year, uh, for, minus first year of COVID. Excuse me. Um, and one year, it's a, it's at um, Keenan's in Wildwood. Eggs with Peg was the original name of it because uh, Peg, who was Peg Keenan, would make a bunch of eggs and there's contests and all kinds of things. It's evolved into this huge event. And after uh, a storm came through and knocked down Keenan's, Keenan's rebuilt twice the size. So now it's even huge. But there is about, it was still a large bar. It to probably just under 800, 500, it was somewhere between 500, 700 people in this bar. Maybe even less, because the point is, is New Kids on the Block walk out as a guest on the show. And it sounded like an arena's filled with 20,000 people. And I was screaming along with him going,
2: Ah! <laughs> <Daddy>! <laughs> Cut to.
1: Hold on, I'll read all these. I'll, read... I'll catch up in the chat in a second because I got some, <laughs> I got some new kids on the block uh, love for me in the chat for Damien I think Dandy too. Hold on, let me catch up. Cut to, I do the website for him. I know them. I, the Met mm-hmm. Press and Steve show crew. And I go back to drink with uh, Nick and Kathy and Joe, my friend Joe was there. And I walk. He goes, yeah, me, I'll be there in a second. Walk through that door. I'll meet you back there. I walk through the door. <laughs> I walk through this door with a little window so I don't see who's behind this door, which is four out of the five fucking new kids on the blocks. <laughs>
2: Just sitting there at this bar, and I walk through the door, and I go,
1: (laughs) "Nice to meet you." Hi, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I listened to you as a kid. Thank you, thank you so much. And then ran and made a beeline (laughs) to the bar.
2: Holy shit, they were so nice. Oh my god,
1: it was so cool. Uh, Let me catch up here. Oh, I I love. I'm telling you, they walk through that bar. I got to find the video. They walked through the bar door to do the, because uh, the table set up where the bar, like the bar used to be in the center of this building.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: the, the big, huge rectangular bar, with seats around it and then open space and then tables. For, for, and the stage, there was a stage where bands used to perform. I haven't seen the layout since they've redone it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the press Preston Steve show would be up on the stage. And behind that stage is a big door that led to the restaurant part of Keenan's. So they come through this big... I can't remember if it's a single or double door. Wooden door. Boom. (laughs) It was crazy. Let me catch up on the
2: chat here. Um, My chat thing does not work right anymore. Where are we? Where are we? Hold on.
1: Uh, Purple said, oh, about the Deftones comment, it could have just been a better consistent mix. Because some of their most stellar shows, that's been theirs, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: and I love the Deftones. I still have my New Kids on the Black Cassette. And Damon, goes, <laughs> me, too, Dan. Still do. Oh, I like them, too. However, anytime I have seen them. Oh, they're talking about Deftones. Okay. Uh, New
2: Kids was aight. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Anyway, take back over. You can take back over. Purple hurt
0: okay, Well, me take back over. Okay. Uh, so, wow. Okay. Uh, I, I never went down my favorites. So I guess I'll go down my favorite concerts that I've been to. Uh, uh, number one, right off the bat, which actually would probably surprise you and like the people that actually do know me and the music that I listen to. Best concert I've ever been to was Lenny Kravitz hands fucking down because it was simple but it was like a religious fucking experience i felt like i was in lenny kravis church and that's not an exaggeration it was also the concert i spent the most money on merch at. i walked out of that place with two t-shirts a hoodie and like two vinyl records nice money for it
2: (laughs) that'll do it yeah like
0: me that day yeah but ha- hands down, Lenny Kravitz was—it's like my number one favorite show I've ever, ever fucking been to. Um. Seeing Rob Zombie was a balls. Damien my brother and I went to see him at not Jingle Ball. What was what was the con- the Christmas concert Ozzy would do yearly? I forgot what it was called. Damien, hurry up!
2: Merry Mayhem.
0: I, no, is it Merry Mayhem? Mary May- Maybe Merry Mayhem. Where it was Ozzy Rob Zombie, and we were MSG is movies. the
1: venue, not the name of the concert.
0: Yeah, we saw them at MSG. He said MSG like, twice.
1: That's has. not the ve- that's the venue, not the name of the concert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob Zombie's live performance was fucking epic because it's just Rob Zombie, and it solidified the fact that I wanted to like go go dance on stage like Sharon Moon Zombie because go on I can do that. It's easy, just little I could do that. See?
1: You'll once you see Ghostbusters Afterlife, you'll know why I'm snickering right now, because there's a little line about dancing and I can't I'm not gonna ruin the line, but it's very you'll understand when it comes by. Gotcha. Uh Damien said, Tell them the Hugh Laurie story.
0: Oh my god, yes. <laughs>
1: Danny says it was Mary Mayhem, by the way.
0: Mary Mayhem, there we go. All right. so speaking of Danny, um,
1: Oh, boy. Hold on. Let let me hit record.
0: So, Danny and I... uh, That's
1: usually how the best stories begin. Yes.
0: Danny and I got tickets to see Hugh Laurie live. Because for those of you who do do not know, the actor who portrays House M.D. sings the blues. He has a blues band. And... (laughs) I adore that man with all of my heart and soul. So we went to the show, um, you know, killed time beforehand. Cause Danielle and I got there super early. So we're killing time and we didn't really even wait in line. We just went inside the venue and earlier, way earlier before I even left, Damien says to me, you know, you're going to be the youngest one there, right? Cause <clears throat> Hugh is kind of old. But I like old guys. I have a problem. And obviously. (laughs) So it's fine. You know, it's gonna be fine. But Danielle and I sit down before the show starts, and I'm looking around and looking down at the small crowd and looking around me. And I looked over at Danielle. I'm like,
2: Damien was right. We're the youngest people here.
1: Oh, yeah. I wasn't was the youngest. A... I wasn't the youngest person at the Genesis concert. Thank you. <laughs> Close to it. Yeah. I, I uh, was Hugh Laurie, there. if you guys want to see Hugh Laurie before House, uh, Fry and Laurie, the show you used to do with Stephen Fry, is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the seasons two, three, series, excuse me, series three and four, or I think he's in two, three, four of Black Adder. Hugh Laurie steals a lot of the scene. Season Hugh Laurie was also which one is the tall uh, uh, um, Jasper and Horace? T- t- uh, 101 Dalmatians. Which one's the tall one?
0: I don't know.
1: Uh, he that's the first thing I saw him in was the live action t- uh, One Hundred One Dalmatians with uh, Glenn Close and uh, Jeff Daniels, which is a good fucking movie.
0: He's Dr. But Cockroach in Monsters vs. Aliens.
1: He is. He doctor. plays
0: another doctor.
1: Stephen Fry could get it, mean, Stephen Fry would try. Stephen Fry has a great... Uh, I forgot the name of the series, but he drove an English taxi through the, the United States and featured different weird things in towns. And I'm not talking about sideshow attraction. Like, at one point, he goes to a cadaver farm. And one well of the, the states family. Uh, yeah, it's a great show. I forgot the name, but Stephen Fry's amazing. Yeah, look. All right. Just sidetrack real quick. Not right now. Uh, and listen to the episode first before you hit pause. And look up Stephen Fry thoughts on God. Oh You're boy. welcome. Oh, it's it's a great answer. Oh, anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you the worst. Show. <laughs> one of the worst shows I ever seen. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying my my memory may be a little faulty. I was seven. This also falls under the first concert I ever saw. It was the Allman Brothers at the New Jersey State Fair in Cherry Hill. God, that sucked. <laughs> that sucked. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but it, it was bad. And I'm just no, going to... Assu-
0: You know what should have been my first concert, but wasn't? Because I wasn't allowed to go to concerts.
1: David Bowie.
0: No. I wish. My first concert was supposed to have been Veruca Salt and Bush in the 90s.
2: Damn.
0: Yeah. My parents said no. I was very upset. How dare you? So my first concert ended up being an Ozfest. (laughs) How's that for a first concert? Hey, you get to go to Ozfest. What? I haven't seen one band live, and here I am seeing like 30. No, that wasn't overwhelming at
1: all. Are you saying that because of the age you went to see them? That's what I said. Those are the words I said. I said it might be because of how young I was, and I don't remember it, but I remember having a bad time. Oh. What's the band that sings The Lion Sleeps Tonight?
2: Timote and Pumbaa?
1: <laughs> nice.
0: I know the song.
1: Chucky, I love you dearly, but I'm deleting all comments in reference to the Blackhawks on this channel for the foreseeable future. Sorry. He
0: li- it's because he lives in Chicago.
1: I know he lives in Chicago, but take your team to task. <laughs> the to- It was the tokens. That was horrible. The tokens played that same show. Bad. Huh. He had a great joke, and I say great with all tongue-in-cheek. Um where uh the fat one in the band and i say that as a fat guy after the song ended kept singing the a weem away a weem away part until the lead singer stopped me and said hey you took my weem away
2: oh god
1: yeah well that's how the show went for me too
2: oh god
1: (sighs) lincoln park hybrid theory tour was awesome I got a contact tie from Cypress Hill who was there performing. (laughs) Pulled out a four-foot bong on stage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was cringe. I heard a bunch of old people go, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, can I ride the rides now? (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) It's where I saw my first uh, boob, too. Somebody flashed me as a real young kid in the parking lot. (laughs) 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 Okay. That's that's it. that you're a criminal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's predatory behavior. No,
1: people my grandmother's age, like six in their mid sixties.
0: Oh,
1: uh, no, 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 no! Not the boob that was young. I'm talking oh, about people. Who,
0: oh, let's
1: talk about people who laughed at the joke.
0: Oh, okay, because here I I'm picturing like lords of Salem, naked old witches. No,
1: no, no, no! It was a good movie.
0: It was a okay. good movie. Oh God!
1: It was, you know
0: was a good boob.
1: You know who are criminals? The Chicago Blackhawks. Chucky.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Fighting words today. We don't bring Chicago Blackhawks into this chat until they're all fucking fired. Patrick Kane's got to go. Jonathan Taze has got to go. All got to go. Anyway, continue. You want to see a good boob? Listen, all boobs are good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some are older. I mean, my boobs are young and firm. Kinda firm.
0: I've had kids, so.
1: (laughs) So see him complaining.
0: I better fucking not.
1: (laughs) Perp said. Perp said those are called seasoned. Okay, we're losing the two. We're we're off track here. What else you got, Foxy? It
0: was a nice seasoned chicken breast that we put in the oven. Okay. Woo! Uh, concert wish lists. Who would you want to see? Um, my concert wish list grew exponentially after David Bowie died, because it was a matter of all right, I can't like put off concerts anymore. I have to start seeing bands, and I just see them now because you never fucking know. That got halted thank you coronavirus i had like five concert lined up just before quarantine so yay that's all gone to shit.
1: Hold yeah hold on though foxy and i's reaction to realizing who the lead singer of the pretty reckless after we saw her oh yeah and a lot of her on stage was the stuff yeah. of us cringing and home yeah oops
0: yeah we Sin- saw oops yeah. yeah uh pretty reckless opened up for marilyn manson in uh, well, the Wellmont Theater in Montclair. And we were really, really close. We saw a lot of her. She was wearing very short clothing, very tight, short clothing. We saw a whole lot of her. And then later on, later on, a few months later, we're watching The Grinch. We're like, wonder what Holy happened Holy shit, to her? it's
2: Sydney Lou <laughs> Yeah,
0: because this was before everyone else really figured it out. So we're like, wonder what happened to her. So, you know, we're looking up IGN. And, you know, we're like, oh, wait, she's in a... Oh, Oh, well, damn. And now every Christmas that pops up.
1: I don't have any complaints.
0: No, not at all. Great bands, too. They've gotten really good.
1: Danny said that she was kind of bitchy. Well, so is Jeff Tate. So we're even.
0: I've never met her to know. She just.
1: She was cool with us. She she seemed cool. She's happy to be there kind of shit. See, right. she was
0: also everybody has young. The,
1: Everybody has a different uh uh experience with somebody.
0: But but also she was again very young. Like yeah, I, met her, she, I met her when
1: she I met her when she's a bit a bit older and not confused on what the fuck to do next.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Jeff Tate is just a dickhead and he's old. <laughs> I'm kidding, Danny. Kinda. Okay. Let me say I'm kidding about caring about it. Let me just <laughs> say that. All right. Let me show you the Concert picture wish later. Wish Unless you're both not wearing clothes, I don't care. Taylor, it was it. Never mind.
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you.
1: <sighs> Concert wishless. Oh, um, jeez.
0: But they still got to be alive. You can't say like I want to see David Bowie because like he's not alive.
2: Uh.
1: I've seen everybody I want to see. I really can't think of.
0: You haven't seen in this moment. Would you see in this moment?
1: You know, on your recommendation, sure. I'd go with you. I wouldn't go alone.
0: Because yeah. they're because them performing live, even though they're a heavy bands, the heavy is toned down for concerts.
1: The Rolling Stones, no, nah, it's not my wish list. Yeah,
0: I crossed that off my list already. Yeah, I
1: I like. A couple. I like a lot of their songs um, and I respect what they have done in music, but I would uh, I would not You'd have to take me to that one. I would not spend That is not on my wish list. I would not spend mm-hmm. much And now that Charlie Watts is dead, I care even less Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit mm mm-hmm. um, Wish list is Ghost Hall notes And who? Skinned?
0: Skinned. Oh, skins You would like skinned
1: we just okay. discovered
0: her this year.
1: Send me, send me, send me. I will.
0: I will. Janet
1: is she still read- alive, of course. Janet Jackson is still alive. She's just covered up because she showed her nipple once.
0: Well, she's a mom now, so she's just very.
1: Well, that means I want to see key. her nipple even more now.
0: Yeah, she's <laughs> very, she's been very low key with anything that she's been doing.
1: Listen, I know the connotation of liking Michael Jackson these days because he was kind of gross. But that song, Scream, is fucking fire. Yes. The two of them, damn good song. Don't mm-hmm. even care. I will blast that at any stoplight, especially around here.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to add that to spot up my Spotify list right now because that I don't know if I have it. That song's make so fucking you good. Scream.
1: That have. dude. That there. dude, all all controversies and bullshit aside, that dude had soul most people couldn't get in the tip of their foot. Just didn't exist.
2: Oh bother, please have mercy.
1: <laughs> Good song. Um honestly don't really like him or his voice. I understand that sentiment. I do understand that. I've heard people say that. Uh, I've heard people say Taylor. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just messing with Danny. <laughs> and she's got she got me fired up now. Now, Matt. I, I really don't have a way. This wish list is hard because somebody comes around. I want to see them. I see them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I would like to see Rob Zombie outside of Ozfest. Mm. Oh, you know, what I'd like to see I would like to. Here's my wish list: Elton John. He's touring again. I would like to see him before he goes, because this is it. Yeah. And uh, I would really like to see Elton John concert next year before he retires, and he's got one in Philly. Cool. Um. I, but I understand he's pop necessarily. Necessary, yeah. Ram um, Zombie. I only got a taste of him at Ozfest, and it was better than. There's two things that year at Ozfest that will highlight. I've told the story before, so tell a condensed version. Rob Zombie and Iron Maiden. First time I saw Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden did a, basically a who's who of songs, <laughs> and it was and it so so much so that when their set was over and Ozzy was next, I'm like, we can leave.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm out because it was. You heard rumors that Ozzy had a cold or allergies and he wasn't feeling good. I'm like, I don't want to stick around and find out. I've been here eight hours already. Goodbye. But now I'll never see Ozzy. So that was a mistake. There's a wish list. Ozzy, he's alive.
0: Mm That is. See, the thing about OzFest, a lot of the bands, while great, well, some, because there were like two that were horrible when I went, a lot of the bands, you, you can't see them in daylight. Like you cannot you cannot see them perform in daylight because it doesn't have the same feel. I,
1: like, I got that feeling from the Rob Zombie set. As yeah. much as the stage show was awesome, I'm like I'm missing a lot of this.
0: Yeah. Like you need him, you need to see him at night or in like a closed quarters. Cause uh the second Osfest I went to, the free one, uh Lordy performed and they ended up being the second band on the main stage. And a lot of what they did is, you know, you know, fire to fire pyrotechnics <laughs> it was like a lot same, of same difference. same difference same difference there's a lot of pyro they have a lot of visual effects like the lead singer he has like these big ass biomechanical wings that come out but it lost a lot of its luster watching it in daylight it wasn't until damien my brother and i saw them in new york in a small venue where it was like this this is your show you know same thing with the. Uh, Which one was it? The first Ozfest I went to, Manson was a part of it, and he was going on just as the sun was setting, and it was like this is Marilyn Manson. We are missing a lot of this show, and what he does on stage because the light is still out. It just doesn't work.
1: I um, I would like to see an iteration, the other iteration of Pink Floyd again, David Gilmore. Mm -hmm. you know i have tickets for roger and on my birthday next year um that is something i also got postponed because of this COVID thing and um sarcasm folks and they rescheduled it for my birthday i was like hey all right but i i missed out on david gilmore the last three Mm -hmm. times he came around and i'm regretting that right now i don't think he's gonna tour again Mm -hmm. saw mccartney very happy about that um Yeah, I think I got my list. I think that's it. Huh. My also, wish- David Gilmore is nicer than Roger. Roger's kind of miserable.
0: <laughs> my wish list right now is just everybody I was supposed to have seen pre-COVID or that was yeah. on tour pre-COVID. That is not, yeah. which is like yeah. uh, birthday mass. Actually, birthday massacre and orgy. They're coming around in April at um, Dark Side of the Con. I was supposed to go to that pre-COVID. Luckily, that's still on, and the person I was going with is still like, yeah, we're still going, so hopefully there's that. But, like, I was gonna, I wanted to do 311 Day with 311 with uh, Damien's best friend's wife. I don't know if I'll be doing that with her. She's a mom now. (laughs) Uh, But so many, so many bands, or artists, I want to say, I want to see Lana Del Rey and, like, Florence and the Machines, Another
1: one. I need to see Arcade Fire again like tonight please they're doing a new album Well, here, here's my immediate wish list I've seen Peter Gabriel four times and supposedly his album's almost done which is good it's taken 20 years uh, literally um, so I have a feeling he's going to do one more John, that's my wish list to see Pete one more time.
0: How was that? Just before you said the number, I was going to say, who have you seen the most live?
1: Genesis and Pete are tied four and four. Nice. Four and four, which is fitting. Uh, Phil, Phil's three. Uh, Roger wants. I don't. Uh, Killers wants. Arcade Fire, I will see until the end of the earth. Uh, Danny asked about um, uh, Genesis and uh, not Genesis. No, she did. Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen. I have a uh, confession. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Joel. And I like Billy Joel, but I'm like, nah, I'm good. The only regret one of the I have two kinds regrets. Not going to see Bowie
2: mm-hmm.
1: and not going to see Joel and Elton John.
0: Oh, wow. I forgot when they did the thing.
1: Could have gone and I didn't because I'm an idiot. Uh, I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I don't understand Bruce Springsteen. I don't get Bruce Springsteen. I again, I I'm not one of those people that go around with Bruce Springsteen sucks. you're an idiot. But I don't get it. I understand and respect his place. And I don't disparage or take shots at anybody who likes that. I don't get Bruce Springsteen. I'm from Jersey. I know I just turned my back on the entire state, of which half I don't care about because you're in North Jersey. No offense. <laughs> Um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Seems like a nice guy. It's just not for me. Danny said, I think everyone knows my answer. No idea.
0: See, Springsteen, I would see with a catch.
1: If somebody paid for it.
0: <laughs> if, if, if it was only a guarantee, he would play the 70s and 80s stuff. That's it. Which... You don't want to hear a song about. You don't want to
1: hear a song from the wrestler about the one-legged dog.
0: God no, or or Streets of Philadelphia.
1: (laughs) That's the thing.
0: When it comes to like certain bands or artists too, it's like I I would make the exception to see them if it was very specific. And a lot of bands have been doing that lately. Like Disturbed just started doing a tour where it's like the anniversary of their first album. So they're doing just their first album. Like I'd see that, you know? So if it was a niche type of thing, I'd go, you know, but if I'm, if he's going to play his like entire discography and like, no, n- no, thank you.
2: <laughs> I
1: do want to make an amendment to the Bruce Springsteen thing. Mm-hmm. Max Weinberg, the drummer for the East street band. I'll follow that dude and watch that guy play. If I could pay like a special ticket price where I can only see with blinders on Max Weinberg. I'll go watch that because he's an amazing drummer, but I I don't care. Yeah, that's great. Sorry. Sorry, New Jersey. Not really.
0: It's okay. He's he, he's like the Jersey equivalent of Eddie Vedder. It's fine.
2: <laughs> I he's. I don't think he's
1: as talented as Eddie Vedder. I said it.
0: No, but like the Marbles.
1: Does he play a ukulele like Eddie Vedder? I don't think so.
0: No, but they both sing with Marbles in their mouth. I was saying this oh. to Damien a few weeks ago, uh-huh. driving around. And a Pearl Jam song came on. And I'm like, I'm only singing the chorus, and I'm humming the rest because I still, till this very day, I'm like, I don't know what the
2: fuck he's saying. Uh-huh. To which of course uh-huh. it was the Adam Sandler uh-huh.
0: skit from back of the day. Uh-huh. We got to treasure Eddie Vedder. He's like the only '90s grunge.
1: I agree. I'm sorry. I'm making fun of him still around he's right now. Everybody else is
0: gone. On, on my Facebook memories today was a. Uh, um me putting up a post about Scott Wyland's because he passed away today. And in that post th- the fucking iron irony of it, I wrote how, you know, it was inevitable. Scott, you know, we all knew Scott Wyland's demons, blah 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 blah. And how of our grunge band's lead singer era, all we have left is Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell.
2: Oh next- damn you and then
0: that next year we lost fucking Chris Cornell. I'm like
2: dude
0: that's insane and we can't count we can't count dave grohl because nirvana would be 90s grunge foo fighters came out in the post grunge era and dave grohl and foo fighters are their own entity foo
1: fighters are not grunge no they're
0: not no. they're they're their own entity like they've for so far removed themselves from nirvana and everything that i don't even include dave grohl in this anymore
1: danny you, you, you've you you've alluded to it twice. I don't know who you mean. She said, everybody knows mine. I'm like, what? The band I've oh, seen the she... most. I don't it's know who anthrax. that is. Oh,
0: fucking anthrax.
1: What a waste. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> it's fucking anthrax. It would either be anthrax or in this moment. Or I was going to say Queens,
1: Because
0: she's come with me to a lot of in this moment concerts.
1: It is Queens, right? Yeah. Ha! Oh, 17,
0: 17 times. Goddamn. God damn!
1: Jesus. Well, you're old. <coughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to hear about that. I'm going to hear about that later.
2: We're all old.
0: We're all old.
1: Somebody tried to yell at me uh, about the Genesis thing. Like, you weren't even alive yet. Because we were debating. I was talking about the lights earlier. Mm-hmm. And I told him when the very lights were, because he was like, yeah, I saw them first time in 80 and they had the very lights. I was like, no, they didn't. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I was there. I'm like, great. You were there. Are you high as you are now? Because they weren't there. (laughs) The very lights weren't there yet. I looked it up. I was like, look at that. Like I said, it wasn't there yet. He goes, yeah, well, at least I was there. I said, well, because you're old. That's just, it's not my fault. Uh, Queen's Rock 17 times is fucking impressive. It would have been nice if my band stayed consistently together <laughs> throughout the 90s and two thousand. You know, Touché. I could have, like, when they were like,
0: yeah, no! I wanted you
1: solo. No, no.
0: No, that's, that's uh, touche. Great. That's a fucking great point.
1: Established 19... Totally 19- 69 it's not my fault i
0: mean i've only gotten to see in this moment as many times as i've had because they're still together and they've been consistent and god i can't even tell you how many times i've seen them see Ozfest, mary mayhem with corn when i met her i think i want to say i want to say them like five times i don't i could be wrong And know each time is very
1: <laughs> different. I'm not old. I'm just broken in. That's Damien.
0: <laughs> broken. Just broken, period. Broken. Period, honey. Listen. Broken. We're broken people.
1: I could have easily made it six times with Genesis, but I have bills to pay. <laughs> okay. When your lowest seat shit total is 250 bucks. Okay.
0: Yeah. That that is a pretty big hindrance. Not even gonna lie. That's why you see in this moment as much as I do. They don't go anywhere above 25 dollars.
1: You're old. You're not vintage yet. You're old. Who? Danny. I'm arguing with her in the chat. Oh, well, I wasn't arguing. I was holding it down in my room, and telling, correcting her.
2: Okay, <laughs> hold it down.
1: It's my room. I said you're old. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You age like a fine wine ryan fine ryan i know how to speak i swear foxy the rob zombie and ozzy double header too she opened what
0: huh? yes she did in this moment in this oh, moment for Rob Zombie. Okay, oh we so- don't
1: call them a band anymore we just call she <gasps> that's sexist honey
0: <laughs> i didn't say it i was asking i said honey
1: Honey, oh, my husband. Oh. Honey. Well sometimes I'm honey. Sorry, dude. It's Daniel.
0: really weird that he's actually watching us. This
1: is strange. Yeah, I'm kind of freaked out. But just come downstairs.
0: This is a little stalkery, honey. No, it's really not.
2: It's like Kilroy.
0: <laughs> so so yeah, so let's see. See now I got to count. My memory sucks. Okay, so I saw them second stage at Ozfest before they were a thing when they were just a MySpace band. Then yeah, the with Ozzy and Rob Zombie, then with Corn, then with Motionless and White, and then the last one. Yeah, five times. It should have been six, but I was very pregnant with Cole at the time, so I didn't go. So yeah, five times. Almost, almost once per album. Put it that way. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Damien said, "She's hot." I'm married, and I can get can't get in trouble. That's true. Chucky, look on the screen. I have a message for you. Are right, you ready.
0: <laughs> what are you
2: doing?
0: I
1: Just texted. Fuck the Blackhawks on in text on my screen. He keeps tweeting. He keeps talking about it, okay? If you're not going to listen to my rules, I'm going to bend them.
0: <laughs> well, that is actually all we have.
1: Yeah. I think However, trend, you, want, tr- you
0: you wanted me to put the PS to Jimmy Page.
1: Oh! Oh! In, in, during Live 8. Original Live 8. Not Live 8. And there's a third one. I can't remember Live Earth. There was Live Earth, too. And uh, during Live Aid, Phil Collins played in England and in Philadelphia. London, Philadelphia. Wembley Stadium, JFK Stadium. Uh, and in one of those spots, I, you know what? At this point, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was the UK leg of the show. He's buddies with Robert Plant. He's produced two of his albums. He's toured with Robert Plant. They're friends. Robert Plant asked him to come on to play with the Led Zeppelin reunion at Live Aid. Well, he gets there, and apparently Robert Plant is just ghosting him, and he's acting completely different. And Jimmy Page is there, and he's already hammered. And the show is a disaster. The set's a disaster. It's all bad. They have two drummers that they didn't rehearse, and Jimmy Page, for the last 40 years, has blamed Phil for this. Here's another redemption story. You know how much flack Phil gets in the press. Is that Damien coming ask down? Ask
0: you shall receive. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: God damn it. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. I knew he was coming. I heard the ding 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 ding.
0: I know. Well then again it went off before and nobody came down so I think. Well,
1: it I, was about to, I was about to say. I was about to ask. Laundry's done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was oh. my dad.
1: But um. You know how Phil was treated in the press. Some of it fairly. Mm-hmm. Some yes. of it not fairly. Can you make that a ticker across the screen? I sure can. Watch this. Do, does, it, does, it, does it? No, but um. so Phil kind of gets trashed in the, in, in the press and some of it fair. Some of it just picky because they hate the short, fat, bald guy or the short, stocky, bald guy, but whatever. Well, recently, Jimmy did another interview about. For some reason, he was asked about Live Aid, and for some reason, he went off on Phil again. <laughs> Only this time, the reaction on social media was almost unanimously, fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> and these are from people. There are people that were even said, I don't even like Phil Collins. Go fuck yourself, Jimmy. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> because it was like, no, you're drunk. You're drunk. You were drunk that day, and you're a fucking asshole. That's why the band broke up. You're a dick. Well, I mean, John Bonham But it's like, nobody likes you. Shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> and it just made it did my heart good to see all about. Wow. Just get trash. Yeah, but all these white artists all have anthems about fucking 12-year-olds. Well, yeah. Black black artists get canceled all the time, but all these white artists. Are... Yeah, I don't live. I Led Zeppelin is something I'm proudly can you is I I'm so proud to say and I say it with my whole chest. Fuck Led Zeppelin. I hate that band. I think they're overrated. They stole two uh, four fifths of their songs from black blues artists anyway. That can't win in court because everybody's like, no, that's not what happened. Because, you know, that's fact. You look that up. Look up Led Zeppelin Steals on YouTube and have a fun day with the 20 minutes you'll waste on that. Like, oh, yeah, that is, they did steal that riff. Oh, they stole that riff. Oh, they stole that lyric. Oh, they stole that riff. Yeah, okay. Well, and you're drunk. Are we talking about Led Zeppelin or the Beatles? Both? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Ringo doubled down with cover in year 16. I'm like, Richard, no. That's all I have, folks. Oh,
0: the things back then.
1: Yeah. Wow. All 16. No, no, Richard.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Stealing now is just called sampling.
1: Oh, is that what it
0: is? It's called sampling. Like, okay, I do not pay much attention to the bullshit that's out there these days. But, you know, TikTok. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, I forgot. what the fucking artist's name was give me a second but she has sampled a shit ton of 90s like pop club songs and when I say sampled I don't mean you know you took a riff and you kind of sang over it no you added a few beats to it and you are seri- singing your lyrics in the exact same melody, pitch, tone to the same beats of the old song. And there have been TikTok videos where they'll put it next to each other and it's the same exact thing. She's just added different words. But it's it's sampling. What is this bitch's name? Hold on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is this bitch's name?
0: Ava Max.
1: Sure. No idea. That's
0: her name. She has okay. She has a track out called "Not a Barbie Girl" or "Not Your Barbie Girl," and it's Barbie Girl. There's two others.
1: So it's just place. her stay instead of her going, "I am a Barbie Girl," it's her going, "I'm not a Barbie Girl."
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that's that's stealing. One.
0: There's another one that she has that, that's really popular called "Kings and Queens." I can't remember what it actual what the song is. And then I think my head and my heart is a direct ripoff from ATCs around the world, which I hope you guys know which one that one is. La-da-da-da-da. That, that yeah. one. Yeah, it's the same. Oh, Damien beat. and
1: I were, yeah, Damien and it's, I were good. Go ahead, finish.
0: It's the same backbeat. It is the same lyric Uh, chord project. Pro- Progression. I can't speak yeah, anymore. Port, port, so all she did. chord progression. She, she's basically doing her own karaoke. Yeah. If you, she's doing karaoke, but with her own fucking lyrics. And it's catchy. I'm not going to fucking deny it. it's catchy, but it's fucking annoying.
1: want to bring up two, two, two PPS. Off. Yeah, I wanted to do two pp. I want to do a PPS and a PPPS. PP. PP. You said PP. Uh, I said PP. P- uh, yeah. uh, Damien brought up. It's the itty bitty change, Vanilla Ice.
2: That's- oh my God!
1: He it's stole under pressure. Yes. De li de no, it's literally an extra note. That's yes. it. You stole it. Yes. Period. Which brings me to my Fu of the week, and that's the Doctor Brian May, the guitarist of Queen, who's quoted saying that he was upset. That there were gender-neutral awards, and I, I even forget the. Um, oh, oh, wait, Foxy! It gets better. Wait, Foxy, hold on. Let me look this up. I forget the awards. Oh, just wait not till the I hill read. to
0: die, die on, bro.
1: Yeah, the, the just oh, on. just wait. Just wait till I read this quote.
0: Your lead singer was very. Funny. Just wait till I read this quote. God
1: damn it! Trust me. Uh, what was the fucking? My, he claims his words were twisted. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. The Brit Awards. It was the Brit Awards. He thought it was. He's from Turf Island. What do you expect? Well, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> Turf Island. The perpetrator was like Turf Island. A said that he was upset that the, it's frightening that the Brit Awards have gender-neutral uh, categories now because he would have had to have a trans person in his band. Two point, hold on, two points. Not only did you have the gayest, and I you know how I meant that. Uh Lead singer and the greatest front man in the world. Even within context. Yeah, well, no. What he said was completely wrong and out of story. Like, there's no talking about Adam Lambert? I'm talking about Freddie Mercury. And Adam Lambert. I forgot about Adam Lambert's in the band. But you need your band Queen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That
1: was my point that everybody was interrupting. The band's name is Queen. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Brian. Thank you. No, I know, Perp. I was trying to gather my thoughts to get to my okay. freakout point, which was they're
2: working were- on okay. oh, Queen.
0: E- e- even beyond all that, he even got that contextually wrong. Gender neutral. Having a gender neutral category doesn't mean he would have to have a trans person in no his band.
2: No shit. So
0: even he got that incorrect. What the fuck? Stick to
1: astrophysics. physics. Stick to speaking English, Foxy. I can't even say the word. I need to to hear what his follow-up was because he was like, my words were misconstrued and I've got to know what he means because that's pretty straight up and I really like Brian May, so I really don't want to feel this way. You know what I mean? Cleans, Brian May claims his words were twisted on trans comments. How about just don't say the word, just don't bring it up. Queen guitarist Brian May has posted a social media rebutter to the published account of comments that he allegedly made on the trans community. The 74-year-old, there's your first problem, wow. May spoke earlier this week to the UK's The Mirror about the development of, with the Brit Awards. The organization announced it will remove gendered awards from its 2022 ceremonies. May was quoted as saying the decision was emblematic of a frightening trend, adding that he believes that Queen would have not been considered diverse enough nowadays for to win their four Brit Awards. We would have had to have forced, we would be forced to have different people. Oh man, this is worse than I thought. We would be forced to have people of different colors and different sexes and we would have to have a trans. You know, life doesn't have to be like that. We can be separate and different.
0: No, that just means that Queen would have been in the same category as a band with like a female lead singer. It's- That's all it means. Gen genderless gender neutral means male or female or whatever you identify as which basically means you could have a best artist category as opposed to best female or best male and in that would be like adele and like maroon five it would be a culmination not like oh my my head hurts
1: i want to be fair because i because purpose here and i want their thoughts on this
0: yes please
1: okay because he, I, I skim this and I think he's digging a hole. You definitely identify as Chucky, the the doll killer. Yeah, but I know your real name, so mm. I'm shooting here. Uh, he's making a disgenuous type of argument about like men competing in women's sport. Yeah, he's totally being the yes. old white man thing. Mm-hmm. And he also said he should have known better than to talk to these press hacks. Yeah, but that's not my problem. I'm going to read this for me. Yes, I was ambushed and completely stitched up by the journalists at a recent ITV event. and it has led to a whole mess of press stories making it look like I'm unfriendly to trans people. Nothing could be further from the truth. My words were subtly twisted. I should have known better than to talk to those predatory press hacks. Here's where I have a problem. Yeah, Chucky, uh, Foxy Foxy ruined your name for me. <laughs> Sincere apologies to anyone who has been hurt, and hurt by all the stories. My heart is open as always to humans of all colors, all creeds, all sexes, sexualities, all shapes and sizes, and all creatures. We all deserve respect and an equal place in this world. And my grateful thanks to all of you who stepped up to defend me in the last couple. Where's the apology?
0: And, like, yes, we know that the press can be very terrible human beings. Walk
1: away.
2: No comment. Like,
0: in in the same right, if you didn't give them something like that, then
2: uh. yeah, especially
1: the British press. Especially the British press. Perk brings a great point. Uh, every documentary I've read, I've watched the, and, and you know how I know, how I know Phil Collins. Yes, and and their the British press trashed them constantly. Freddie Mercury. Was oh, was like two steps away from physical assault. The end of his life with how shitty the British press treated him and his de- dying. And he's like, "I'll answer your question without thinking about it." Exactly. Didn't even think of that. Wow. God, man. just just walk away, man. You don't owe these people yes. anything. How old are you? Seventy-five. We fuck off. Bye. You know who still gets angry talking about the press, about the Freddie Mercury thing? Roger Taylor. Oh. The drummer for Queen. Roger Taylor will curse them out talking about that to this day. Um, and I know how Roger feels about uh, people of all sex and, and sexualities because that dude loved dressing up in drag. And he was a hot woman. I'll tell you what. <laughs> But sometimes I know, but sometimes people forget. Well, Chucky, I didn't forget. I won't I won't tell anybody else that, but just know I'm on to you, sir. Fuck Patrick King. Take it take it away, Foxy, before I tell another story and extend it.
2: Before
0: we wrap this up, let's let us we gonna end this on a nice high note.
1: Oh shit, there's more?
0: Not much now. Oh, damn it. Uh Spotify has done an early release of their yearly wrap up for all Spotify users in which Spotify very nicely puts a whole big, almost like Instagram story up that gives you stats about the music and podcasts that you have listened to the most all year, telling you how many minutes you've listened to music, what song you played the most, what band you listened to the most. And so much more this year. They added new fun little things like this song would play if you were like avenging your enemy or this is what your musical aura looks like, et cetera, et cetera. And in addition to that, they create your own top songs of the year that you've played the most. So definitely check that out. If you haven't already, this is my favorite time of the year. I'm not even going to lie. Spotify wrap up is like my favorite fucking thing that they've ever done. I wait for it every year and they release it early to bring a little joy into everybody's really shitty year. Plus, shitty your a plus, okay? So, again, if you haven't looked at your own Spotify yet, check it out as soon as you can. You can also check out mine if you are interested. Just look up Veronica Foxy Foxy, F-O-X-Y, F-O-X-Y on Spotify so you can check out that playlist of mine, see what I listen to throughout the entire year, as well as a bunch of other playlists that I have, including the Manic Mixtape Compilation playlist that we put out after the show featuring songs and artists that we've mentioned throughout said Episode.
1: Everybody oh, go was, to Spotify yes. Spotify right now and go to mckenna Grace Haunted House. It's the song at the end of Ghostbusters Afterlife. And it's been stuck in my head for two weeks. Mostly because I hear it every time I watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the end credits after something. <laughs> Damien, stop watch reading spoilers. If I see you share one more article, I'm kicking you out of the Nerd Herders group. Knock it off. Bad, bad, bad boy, bad. Don't care if it takes you six months to see this movie, stop it.
0: I will hit him with a rolled uh, up newspaper for hit you. Hit
1: him, smack him with a m- magazine or something. How- he shared something the other day. I'm like, David, stop it. I was yelling at my phone. <laughs> I yelled at my phone. He, I saw I was reading this, I was like, oh, dirt Herder shut. Damn it!
0: <laughs> Take it out of love. Because anytime we see the word Ghostbusters, the first person we no. think of is you.
1: I know. I, no, no, I know that. And I'm forever grateful. Forever? I'm forever grateful for what you do for the Ghostbuster stuff you see. <laughs> but you're on a moratorium <laughs> until the movie comes out in January. I will buy the damn thing for you. Stop reading spoilers. Stop it! Write it down. I'll buy it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but not really. You know what I mean? Once you see it, you're going to know why I'm so mad that he might have seen it already.
0: We'll probably forget about it by the time we watch it.
1: You better. You better ADD the hell out of that ending.
0: Well, I don't know anything.
1: Damien, anything. Damien, I will go back in my history and go to the article you shared the other day where I commented stop reading spoilers, Damien. I will go back to it. You've been caught. You, I'm on to you and the show, Foxy, before I keep going.
0: All right. On that note, thank you guys for checking us out. If you want to follow more of what we talk about and don't talk about and what we do and what we don't do, follow us on all social media platforms. I am at Viva Foxy Foxy, V-I-V-A-F-O-X-Y-F-O-X-S-Y on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can also follow my Spotify profiles. Check out all those playlists at Veronica Foxy Foxy. Dan, where can they find your lovely self? Yelling at NHL. Yelling at,
1: Dan.
0: You
1: know, <laughs> yelling at <Ghostbusters>. everything.
0: <laughs> yelling at NHL. Oh, you
1: saw that. Uh, Danlaw.tv, but all social media platforms, Danlaw83. Damien and Chucky, stay on after the uh, outro. I need to tell you. I want to just stay on stay on the stream. Sorry, Foxy. Danlaw83, all social media platforms.
0: All right. Uh, now, provided life doesn't get in the way... We will be back in about, not not next week, the week after. Two weeks, in about two weeks. Again, provided life doesn't happen horribly. Again, it might. We'll see. Thank you for checking us out.
2: We will see you guys next time. Bye.